Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Tara Shimkus. The event that I want to cover today happened in the very recent past. So recent, in fact, that I guarantee all of you remember it. Anyway, let's get right into it. On this day in 2019, the earliest traceable patient developed symptoms of COVID-19 in Wuhan, China. Yes, the very recent event I want to talk about is the COVID-19 pandemic, specifically those first few months when no one had any idea of what was going on and every news story felt apocalyptic. After the outbreak began in Wuhan, it was initially feared that the disease was a reprise of the 2002-2004 SARS outbreak. SARS, for anyone who doesn't know, stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. However, on January 7, 2020, public health officials in China identified the outbreak as due to a novel coronavirus, whose genetic information they quickly shared around the world over an online database. A few days later, the World Health Organization, or WHO, announced that the outbreak in Wuhan was caused by the novel coronavirus, known as the 2019 novel coronavirus. Three days later, the first case outside of China was confirmed. Five days after that, the CDC began screening passengers for the virus on flights from Wuhan to major American cities. By January 19th, there were 282 confirmed cases of the new coronavirus in four countries, China, Thailand, Japan, and the Republic of Korea. The very next day, the CDC reported the first confirmed case of COVID in the United States. As the number of cases in the United States began to rise, the CDC advised against traveling to China on all non-essential business. The United States government also relocated American citizens within China back into the United States, where they then had to remain in quarantine for 14 days. These were the main developments in the virus's spread in the month of January. Moving on to February, the beginning of the month saw the start of the distribution of PCR tests. While this was certainly a welcome development, it was warned that the tests were not always accurate. By February 10th, the virus had claimed the lives of 1,013 people worldwide, which was already more than in the 2002-2004 SARS outbreak. The next day, WHO updated the name of the virus from the 2019 novel coronavirus outbreak to the simpler version we are all familiar with, COVID-19. The number of cases continued to increase and countries began to lock down through the end of February and into the beginning of March. Finally, on March 11th, WHO declared COVID-19 to be a pandemic. At that point, there were over... 118,000 cases in 114 countries, and 4,291 total deaths. A few days later, on March 15th, the Trump administration declared a national emergency. Two days after that, states began to implement shutdowns. The remaining days of March saw further shutdowns and restrictions, with the most significant development being the beginning of Moderna conducting human trials of its COVID-19 vaccine. One month later, on April 30th, the Trump administration launched Operation Warp Speed, which was designed to encourage the production of a COVID-19 vaccine as rapidly as possible. The operation funded six vaccines that were deemed to be promising while still in the clinical trial stage. These vaccines included the now-familiar Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna mRNA vaccines. I chose to end this episode with the beginning of Operation Warp Speed because I feel that it is the most positive and hopeful way to end any discussion of the first few months of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hopefully, it wasn't too depressing to hear about all of this again so soon. I know it is still in the very recent past, but I think it's important and rather uplifting to recognize how far we have come from those dark days. And with that, thank you for listening, Royals, and have a great rest of your day.